Marsh is still for Petrangelo, right for Eichel. He shoots and scores! Off the bar it is! Tie game! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Stone sets up Eichel across the line. Left wing Barbashev, Stone in front shot, score on the rebound! First try got stopped, second time gets through. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out inside T-Mobile Arena. Darren Millard back in Studio 31. Chris Chapman. Live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Now that's some energy, Ryan. Yeah, I'm You reached back and you got her. You are excited. You are pumped up. We all should be for tonight <laughs> because the National Hockey League is in full swing. We had a couple of games last night coming out of the All-Star break, and we're cranking it up with a few more tonight, including the marquee game of the week, a marquee game of the month for the National Hockey League for this regular season right here in our own backyard. And it might be the biggest regular season game of the year for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, respectfully, uh, because of what's at stake this evening and the history between these two clubs. So we'll look at it all from uh, the various different angles, uh, the Oilers' uh, perspective, as far as the Vegas Golden Knights, what they will ice tonight, and you'll hear from Bruce Cassidy in just a little bit regarding his approach uh, to this game and uh, how he looks at this showdown between a couple of teams that met in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs in the second round a year ago. Uh, But uh, let's start off with uh, just some overall uh, opinions and uh, analysis of second against third in the Pacific Division and the possibility, and I don't like doing this too often, <laughs> but it does shape up to be a realistic playoff preview going forward. Not just looking back and the rivalry that was installed a year ago in the second round, but the way things are with Vancouver going, they would have to drop back pretty good yeah. in in order for it not to be uh, Vegas against Edmonton in the first round. Nobody's giving up on reaching them, uh, but uh, it it would require uh, the Vancouver Canucks to slow their roll uh, by a a pretty good margin. So uh, this this does have implications beyond just the Oilers going for a 17th straight victory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, and as you mentioned, like it's it's hard to kind of, prognosticate into the future what a potential first round matchup can be but with the Vancouver Canucks playing as well as they have and showing really no sli- no signs of taking a step back and where both the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers are and the Kings and kind of the tailspin that they're in it really does feel like in some combination this is going to be the matchup in the first round the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers and this is going to be a really fun tune up for what could be a, a a heck of a matchup in the first round. I think the only thing that you know people would be upset about is that it is taking place in the first round. 
Yeah, I'm, I don't mind that. Uh, I'm of the belief that uh, if you get a, a, a all-star, a clash of titans, a mm-hmm. best on best uh, two Stanley Cup contenders in the first round, uh, that's just fine. Uh, that just kicks off the playoffs uh, in, in magnificent fashion because you should be ready to go through anybody mm-hmm. to get there. And if it happens in the first round, well, that in uh, reality should make the later rounds yeah. – at some point, a little easier if you get somebody out of the way earlier. So uh, I'm fine with it uh, mm-hmm. to kick it off. Uh, I know people would love uh, the ultimate matchup in a conference final or in a Stanley Cup final, but uh, that uh, that certainly wasn't the case last year. A lot of people do believe uh, the Stanley Cup final, for all intents and purposes, was the second round uh, between mm-hmm. Vegas and Edmonton. Uh, now that uh, still required some work to be done by Vegas, but that gave them all kinds of confidence. So uh, you, you got to get through who you got to get through, and you put them up against each other, and uh, and you play your games. So a first round between Vegas and Edmonton would uh, would be remarkable and intense and uh, and dramatic, and mm-hmm. that's what you're going to see tonight on. Super Bowl week in uh, in Vegas with uh, the championship of the National Football League coming up on Sunday, and it is going to be a wonderfully uh, star-studded affair off the ice tonight, mm-hmm. as as much as there is on it. So uh, it's it's not drawn up this way. Uh, obviously, the schedule is done far in advance. But what you're seeing, uh, Edmonton against Vegas at T-Mobile Arena tonight with so many more media and personalities that will be in attendance tonight uh, is is a show uh, for the National Hockey League. And it's going to be a, a little bit of an uh, extra layer to the intensity of this game. It, it heightens the game, right? It, it brings an extra level to what would be a run-of-the-mill everyday NHL matchup. And, you know, when you bring in the rivalry component between the Golden Knights and the Oilers, when you bring in what happened last year in the postseason, when you bring in the Oilers going for uh, 17 in a row, when you bring in the Golden Knights and what they were able to do out of the bye week in the All-Star break last year en route to a Stanley Cup, like there's so much to sink your teeth into in the, into this matchup besides the fact that both teams are really good and they never play a game that isn't entertaining. Like I don't know the last time we looked at an Oilers game in a, in a, in a Golden Knights game and, and said, you know, that was uh, kind of run-of-the-mill or boring. Like, even games that maybe don't live up to the expectations that we have, they're always back-and-forth affairs. There's usually a lot of goals scored, and both teams just don't like each other, and that leads to entertaining hockey. How about the celebrities in attendance tonight? Pat McAfee's going to be around. Oh, it's an go. ESPN game, so yeah. Pat McAfee's going to be in attendance with his group. Uh, Live Golf is here this week oh, wow. uh, over yeah. at the Las Vegas Country Club. So Bubba Watson's going to be there tonight and his entire team. Adam Scott's going to be around uh, with Mark Leishman. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a, a long list of uh, influencers in, in attendance tonight. So uh, the... The Vegas Golden Knights should be trending on uh, various uh, platforms this evening just (laughs) by the extra amount of celebrity that will be in the building tonight. And They're going to or should see a very good hockey game. They're going to witness for sure two of the best teams in in the Western Conference tonight. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers carrying a 16-game 
winning streak uh, into play and the resumption of play uh, out of the All-Star break and the bye week and the Golden Knights uh, right now uh, chasing down the Vancouver Canucks for top spot in the Pacific Division. Uh, They have a a wonderful, uh, really uh, efficient run at home uh, right now. So that that, uh, also flies in the face or contradicts or uh, collides, uh, stands up to what the Edmonton Oilers are doing. And you add in the intrigue of this is there's no recency uh, ability to grab on to where these teams are coming from because of bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't go, well, they were great two nights ago, what they did to Los Angeles and mm-hmm. uh, Vegas, uh, what uh, they were able to roll by St. Louis uh, on Saturday night. There's there's none of that because they've been off for 10 days. So uh, we're really hitting the ground with a lot of uh, mystery as far as how the two clubs will come out and, and go tonight uh, out of this all-star break. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at the Oilers and what, you know, they're questing to do, the, the break couldn't have come at a worse time, right? Like, you're rolling. You want to keep going. You want to continue to play. You want to, you know, make that 17th, 18th, 19th win, whatever it might be, uh, as as quickly as you possibly can. You don't want to get out of the rhythm that you've been in over the last month and a half. And for the Golden Knights, you know, you kind of found something in your game going into the bye week and the All-Star break. And I think for Vegas, just getting away and, and getting a little bit of a recharge reset uh, should set them up for a, a great, you know, tail end of the season. So uh, you look at both teams and, and maybe approaching or coming out of the break in different spots because you had the Oilers who were red hot going into it and the Golden Knights who, you know, found something but but had a stumble right before. Uh, I'm curious to see which team's able to get to their game faster. Like, that's going to be the, the key in this one, right? Like, which team's able to settle in and, and get back to uh, their, their game as quickly as possible in this one because that could tell the story as to who wins and whether or not the Golden Knights put an end to the streak. Well, it's a real challenge for both hockey clubs. Yeah facing one of their tougher competitors to get out of the Western Conference and uh, get to a Stanley Cup final. But uh, as a coach, uh, I'm thinking uh, Chris Knobloch or Bruce Cassidy kind of enjoying this because there's no uh, ability to sit back and ease your way into the first game after the bye week. You have to be ready to go physically and mentally tonight uh, against uh, one of your, your biggest rivals. And uh, and if it's a game for a home ice advantage in the first round, if it's a game that's going to get you into uh, first place in the Pacific Division, there's so much that goes into this. I mean, Vegas is, is right there in the middle when it comes to the, the Pacific and the top three. Uh, right now, uh, being seven points back of Vancouver for first place and uh, five points up on Edmonton for second place and so they've got a a cushion on uh, the Edmonton Oilers and they're trying to eat into the advantage that the Vancouver Canucks have and and Edmonton has made up a ton of ground is that maintainable well not at this pace but uh, but they've got some some real uh, momentum going and they've eaten into uh, that sizable advantage that everybody had at the start of the year Uh, so uh, it it could be one of those swing games Uh, if if Vegas uh, can pick up a, a victory in regulation time tonight uh, well, that gives you a, a good uh, uh, separation against Edmonton. Not only snaps the streak, but 
gives you a seven-point advantage uh, on the team that's that's chasing you. And uh, and who knows uh, what happens with Vancouver uh, in their game uh, tonight? Uh, whether or not they can uh, they can uh, put up a, a couple of points as well. So uh, big game in the standings. Big game uh, for both the the hockey clubs uh, coming out of the break, trying to resurrect their strong play and carry over that strong play. And for the coaches, it's uh, it's uh, a measuring stick game. Where are we? compared to this team. Now, they played once before this year. That was 5-4 mm-hmm. in Edmonton into extra time. That was the game, if you remember, uh, was the game that Vegas broke out offensively. Yeah. They were having a lot of trouble scoring going into that set, and they, they managed to, to find a way to, to put up uh, some offensive numbers. And after that, they won 6 of 7. They had points in 7 straight, and it really gave them uh, a jump start. And, uh, and part of that, uh, that surge was discovering that intensity. And now, it, it wasn't a nasty game that, uh, that I was looking for at mm-hmm. the time, but it, it certainly did infuse the Vegas Golden Knights and, and offered uh, uh, just a, a bit of rocket fuel. Uh, into a, a flatter spot of their season, and uh, I'm wondering whether or not uh, we'll see the same sort of result from this game and the influence in the Vegas Golden Knights' performance going forward. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that I look to this game, and, and I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I don't think that it's going to be a nasty game, but I do think that there's going to be a lot of emotion in the game, and I, I do expect there to be, um, you know, a different level that that both of these teams can get to, and the intensity to be ratcheted up a little bit. And as you mentioned, the Golden Knights found their offensive game against the Oilers earlier on this season, and you know they, they were better off for it. And I do think that even though you look at the Oilers on this win streak, they've only allowed three goals um, twice over the course of these 16 games, uh, I still believe that there is an opportunity for the Golden Knights to put pucks in the net against the Edmonton Oilers to, to kind of feel good about where their offensive game is at. And that's something that you want to get to as quickly as possible uh, because, you know, you, you still don't have Jack Eichel or Shea Theodore. You, you want to start to feel as confident about your offensive game as you can possibly be. And, you know, putting 3-4 on the board tonight against the Oilers would do that for you. But you do have William Carlson. Hopefully. Uh, he's practiced a couple of times uh, with the team. Won't know until pregame warm-up officially yeah. when he comes out. And even then, uh, there could be the possibility of a change. But if we see William Carlson come out for the pregame uh, tonight uh, around uh, 6.30, that's a great indication that he'll be back uh, in the fold. And that gives you some real strength uh, down the middle to go against uh, what Bruce Cassidy referred to as a different animal in, in the Edmonton Oilers. And uh during the practice today, you saw Carlson uh, skating with uh, Jonas Rombjerg mm-hmm. on his wing. Well, Rombjerg on uh, the third line and Brandon Brisson on the fourth line, that doesn't compute how Bruce Cassidy normally uh, puts his lines together. But if you're going to have to match up against McDavid and Dreisaitl, and this is your big brothers, Edmonton Oilers, those two guys have split up by and large uh, this season. Uh, you're going to be facing uh, one of them uh, for probably 75% uh, mm-hmm. of, the, of the even strength shifts and certainly on the power play where they're both together. Uh, you're going to have to be able to measure up defensively and Ron Bjerg uh, certainly has that uh, ability in his game uh, longer uh, as a professional and I think that uh, 
and that's where Bruce Cassidy is looking for for that slight change. Now, uh, the option does uh, hold itself uh, to to make changes in game, but uh, but Brendan Brisson uh, looks like uh, he will skate uh, with Brett Howden and Keegan Colasar uh, to start this game tonight, and Jonas Romberg will get the opportunity to play with William Carlson to kick off this contest uh, this evening, which will start with Chandler Stevenson, mm-hmm. Nick Waugh, and William Carlson as your as your top three centers uh, this evening. Carlson uh, uh, playing with Amadio and Romberg. So you've got you've got some offense there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got some responsibility there, and it is one of those games where keeping the puck out of your net is as important tonight as as putting it uh, in, into the other team's net, and you've got to walk that fine line. So having Carlson, um, your top penalty killer, mm-hmm. uh, available tonight, I know he hasn't played in a couple months, but uh, but yeah, having him uh, available, uh, or a significant time, uh, not officially a couple months, but uh, having him available uh, to go tonight uh, really does give you some advantages uh, on special teams and five on five to take some of the load uh, off of Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh and it avoids any urge any urge at all to chase a matchup yeah for sure I, I think when you when you look at Jonas Rom, it's a great opportunity for Jonas Rombier right like and we know the chemistry that William Carlson has developed with Michael Amadio like Michael Amadio is at his best alongside William Carlson. So I'm looking forward to, again, if, if Carlson's able to go tonight, uh, to that line and what they what they can bring to the table. But you, you have to have the ability to check on, on all of your lines. You have to have the ability to make life difficult on either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl throughout 60 minutes. And that's not an easy task when you're at full strength, when you have your full complement of centers in Jack Eichel and uh, Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, Nick Waugh in the lineup, but you're pretty close to what you're able to do, and you're pretty close to, to your center depth at, at full strength, and I, I think it's a great chance for, for Jonas Romberg and a great chance for William Carlson to kind of get back into the fold. And obviously, you know, we talk about what he does on the penalty kill, but, you know, zone entries on the power play, that's been an area where you really do miss William Carlson and Jack Eichel and their ability to, to kind of navigate that. Uh, I'm interested to see how that translates for Carlson again in what should be hopefully his first game back. Yeah, strength for Rombierg, an opportunity to assert himself. Uh, he's battling for ice time and inclusion in the lineup. Sheldon Rempel was great uh, going into the bye week. Brendan Brisson uh, scored his first goal in the National Hockey League uh, as well, uh, going into that stretch uh, prior to the break. Uh, players that have uh, have raised their profile within the organization, players who are growing uh, into uh, the style that the Vegas Golden Knights want to uh, produce uh, through Henderson and uh, Ryan Craig and up to the Vegas Golden Knights with uh, Bruce Cassidy. But there is a dependability uh, in Jonas Rombier who can play that role. Rombierg has uh, never been able to produce at the National Hockey League level like we've seen at the American Hockey League. But one area that he is uh, very detailed in is being able to uh, be structured and be able to defend and uh, and play that uh, right side of the puck and so this uh, if, if you're in a different situation and you want uh, more pop well Rob Eric plays down below 
Brandon yeah. Brisson. Yeah. But uh, but you're you're loading up on the skill sets that is necessary tonight and uh, and tonight that is being on the right side of the puck. Which uh, not saying Brandon Brisson's not, but uh, he's a year and a half pro, yeah. and he's uh, still growing in that game. And uh, and hopefully that's that's where they want to get him. That's what they've worked on him a lot. He's still going tonight, uh, but will play on, on the fourth line with Brett Howden and uh, Keegan Colasar and uh, and and scoring a couple of goals uh, is is going to be uh, important uh, for Vegas, uh, but you also uh, will be challenged in that regard because normally the first game they played this year five four yeah it, it was back and forth Edmonton's changed uh, along the way since the coaching uh, switch when Jay Woodcroft was replaced by Chris Knobloch and uh, they've gone fourteen games in a row. <laughs> allowing two goals or less. Yeah. And that's where I say th- th- these are not your big brothers, Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> who just uh, go out and will try to outscore you. And sure, they'd like to keep the puck out of the net, but if it happens, they'll just score one more goal than the other team. They figured out some structure. And is that Knobloch? Is that Paul Coffey? Is that the players just getting it? Uh, probably a, a mix of all three uh, in that regard. Uh, they certainly play uh, uh, in their own zone. Uh, a, a system that was changed from last year to the start of this year. Jay Woodcroft had that in place mm-hmm. at the start of this year. Maybe that was some of their problems, was, was getting used to it. It's, it's a system that's very similar to what Vegas does in their own zone, yeah, give you opportunities from the outside, but you protect the middle beyond uh, beyond anything else. You, you try to keep the opposition out of that uh, middle of the ice in front of your own goal. Where, where Edmonton has made great strides, however, is limiting transition opportunities. Mm. And they were a mess, an absolute disaster at the start of the year when it came to locking that down. And now the opportunities are, are very limited uh, off the rush by, by the other team. And that's where they've made better decisions, more importantly. Not necessarily a lot more conservative because they still want to be aggressive in maintaining possession in the, in the offensive zone, but they've been a lot more responsible in their decision-making from their blue line and not giving up uh, two-on-ones or two-on-twos with a forward covering. And uh, and that will be a, a challenge for Vegas. Now, having Carlson in uh, with speed uh, is a big help. Uh, Chandler Stevenson has confidence. Uh, that That's a big help. Uh, getting some pucks uh, up the ice and, and being able to challenge and, and cause some disruption uh, to the Oilers' blue line, uh, that will be a goal to try to knock them uh, a little bit uh, out of risk rhythm from what we've seen so far in the last uh, 16 games but they've also they've won 23 of their last 27 there's only a couple of teams who have ever gone on a run like that winning 23 of 27 games uh, in, in the National Hockey League, and it's two different streaks. They won eight, they, they lost the fourth, and then they, now they've won uh, 16 in a row. So it's, uh, it's remarkable. The challenge is evident. Uh, it's uh, certainly there, but uh, I think uh, for, for Vegas, uh, the opportunity to be able to be the one to stop the streak, uh, it doesn't mean anything in two years. It doesn't mean anything in four years. It doesn't mean anything in, in, in 12 months. But for this year, uh, it's it's a thing. Next week, it would be a thing. If they collide in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it'll be a thing. 
Sure. Uh, so I, I think it's it's really uh, as much as people will try to downplay the streak and the opportunity to halt the 16-game winning streak tonight. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it, it's important to make sure that the talking point is on your side when and if they happen to collide in the Stanley Cup postseason. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that there's there's merit in stopping this from the Golden Knights perspective because it gives you the opportunity to own that narrative should you meet in the playoffs, right? Just like there is opportunity for the Edmonton Oilers to say, we tied the record against you. Uh, we had a big-time game in Las Vegas, and we won. We, we came out the victors. Like, there's a lot that, that you can pull out of this game Again, should you meet in the postseason, and I think you're right on the money. If you're coming out of this one, you want that storyline, you want that talking point uh, to be on on your side. If you're the Golden Knights, you want to be the team that put an end to the historic chase of the Edmonton Oilers. So what does Vegas have to do to get back to the top spot in the Pacific Division? Well, first of all, Vancouver's got to slow down a little bit. There's a 724 clip right now. Uh, that's un- unheard of, and uh, and they they are rolling towards like a 120 point season. Uh, Vegas is on pace for 105 points. That's slightly off last year's uh, mark, uh, which was 111. So at 640, which is where they are right now with uh, with the 29 wins, 15 losses, and six others, uh, they're not far behind where they were. And remember, this is where Vegas really took off last year. Mm-hmm. So if they're I think it's unfair to say that uh, that Vegas is going to all of a sudden uh, jump into a, a, a stretch of, of games like they did in post-All-Star game last year where they were 790. Like, that's not realistic. It's, a, it's but, a crazy stretch. But 640 is going to have to become 700 mm-hmm. in the back half to give you a shot of reeling in the, the Vancouver Canucks uh, with the health, uh, with the roster that they're, that they're going to uh, add on to uh, in these final 32 games, it, it's a possibility. So Vegas has to raise the 640 uh, up a couple of notches to put them into the mix of a 111-115 type regular season. That will allow you to chase down Vancouver and give you a legitimate opportunity to reel in the Vancouver Canucks. And then it also would really permit uh, uh, some uh, uh, cushion and an an extra uh, layer between themselves and and the the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Again, the top two in the division get home ice advantage in the first round. Uh, we, we know what home ice meant uh, last year uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in being able to dispatch the, the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, I think that, uh, that tonight has multiple different purposes towards the game. Uh, they'll meet uh, one more time this year. So it also goes into the season series uh, tonight. Uh, Edmonton won uh, in, in extra time. Uh, the first time around, uh, it would be great for Vegas to be able to answer that or else the season series would go to the Edmonton Oilers and, and the tiebreaker uh, as well. So uh, interesting. Uh, Vegas is much better situated for this game than they were a week before the All-Star break. Uh, we'll run through that. Uh, we'll get through uh, some of the different additions uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights uh, have put forward and why 
Aiden Hill is the perfect goaltender for tonight's assignment. It's the VGK Insider Show from Studio 31 and T-Mobile Arena. Looking forward to the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Little Toby Keith coming back. Uh, boy, uh, what a loss uh, for the country music uh, world uh, with uh, Toby Keith and uh, and that news. As we get you set for the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That was Nick Waugh discussing the elevation of his game and his performance uh, offensively contributing, playing with Ivan Barbashev and Jonathan Marcheseau. They stay together tonight, uh, even with the return of William Carlson uh, to this one. And Carlson's been out a month, and uh, he was on all kinds of great uh, stretch uh, paces uh, looking at, uh, at what he was able to do and put up points. Uh, hopefully he can rediscover that part of his game. And uh, you think about this, uh, going into the All-Star break and where this team was. They went out on that uh, that road trip, and uh, Aiden Hill hadn't played. Uh, William Carlson wasn't in the lineup. Michael Amadio wasn't part of the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, and tonight's lineup, uh, Amadio will be playing. Uh, he returned just prior to the break. Uh, William Carlson returns to the fold uh, tonight. Uh, we're crossing our fingers that uh, everything goes according to plan, and his body has reacted uh, properly. And uh, he's expected to play tonight. And Aiden Hill uh, won those two games in his two appearances on the road trip just prior to the game, uh, uh, playing for uh, the first time in a full game uh, for the first time in seven weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're a much different team, much more uh, prepared to play uh, a team that's won 16 games in a row tonight uh, against the Edmonton Oilers than they were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you're you're right on the money. I mean, they're they're closer to what we expect the Vegas Golden Knights to be, right? Like they have, you know, potentially William Carlson back into the fold, Michael Amadio. That's two-thirds of your third line tonight if both of those guys are able to go. And then, you know, you talk about Aiden Hill, who's just been nothing short of spectacular all season long, 12-2-2, and and a 9.36 save percentage, a 1.94 goals against average. Aiden Hill has been every bit as good this season as he was in the postseason, and a lot of that time came against the Edmonton Oilers in that second round when Aiden Hill took over for Lauren Brossois and backstopped the Golden Knights to a Stanley Cup championship. Well, Aiden Hill coming off the bye week and facing the Edmonton Oilers, Mm -hmm. even having watched them win 16 games in a row, is nowhere near as intense (laughs) as what he experienced in the second round last year going in mid-game. And then locking down the series and adding to it uh, in a spectacular fashion in the third round victory against the Dallas Stars in six and a five game uh, dispatch of the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. And, and he is the perfect guy for this game. You're coming off the bye week. You haven't played in 10 days. Everybody's rusty. Uh, that goes into it. Well, Aiden Hill doesn't mind these stretches or he appears to just slough them off uh, and flick them off his shoulder like uh, like it's no bother at all. What he did a year ago in the playoffs, uh, he, he played uh, 40 minutes in, in a couple of months last year. Uh, got some time in the American Hockey League uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights and then worked his way back to the point that he was uh, backing up Lauren Bressois and stepped in and was remarkable. Didn't miss a beat coming off the sidelines to the bench and onto the ice and uh, passed Jonathan Quick and then uh, was able to go in when injury hit Lauren Bressois and was 
beautiful. Uh, looked like he was in mid-season form, even though he hadn't played in, in a couple of months. Uh, he just went back in on the road trip uh, against the the uh, New York Islanders uh, and the New York Rangers, mm-hmm. and and was able to put together a couple of really strong performances, despite only playing six minutes in seven weeks, <laughs> and was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. there, there were. Maybe the first game, there was some rebound control that uh, that you could nitpick at all, but he was still in the right spot, and he, in, in whatever he was kicking out was to the right area, and he wasn't having to do uh, a lot of uh, extra movement. I was really impressed. As impressed as I was last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, that just seemed to happen so fast, and, and uh, boy, he was in, and he was the guy. Uh, this this was uh, was just as, uh, as fabulous. Uh, Going back in uh, in a, in a situation where they were on back to back nights and, and he and he played that game and it was it was wonderful what uh, what he was able to do uh, against the Islanders and the Rangers. So coming off this ten day break in in which the other team is also coming off a layoff, mm-hmm. like it's you you couldn't find a goaltender who is more based on his history suited. For this game tonight uh, in Aiden Hill against the Edmonton Oilers, who, if they win tonight, will tie the Pittsburgh Penguins for the most consecutive victories in uh, National Hockey League history. Yeah, it, it seems like Aiden Hill is unfazed by anything, really. Inside that's of why game, he's Chill Hill, right? Exactly, and and that's just part of his personality. But you know, when you kind of look at the the moments or the stretches of inactivity that we saw from Aiden Hill over the course of last year because of injury, and then his ability to just switch right back into game mode and be at the height of, of his skill set and, and dialed in and locked in, it's it's it kind of defies all logic. Like, I don't understand how he does it, but he's done it repeatedly, and and he's done it consistently enough to, to at this point, expect it to a degree from Aiden Hill. Like, I don't think that any amount of time that he's going to miss or uh, could miss or inactivity that he has in terms of, you know, a rotation is going to take him off his rhythm. He's just that locked in right now. Part of me says it's because of uh, what's happening between the ears, that he's mm-hmm. just so relaxed uh, up there and nothing seems to get to him when he's leaning on the crossbar and he's just like, uh, is this not the greatest moment uh, of my life, even <laughs> though he's in the midst of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and facing Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in, in stepping into the action a year ago or the Stanley Cup final uh, with uh, all the chaos and uh, distractions that go on around that? Or two weeks ago when he was on the, on the stage in New York City? Nothing seems to get to him. And so the, the mental part of playing goal in the National Hockey League uh, is is what a what a skill set uh, Aiden Hill is able to possess and deliver on. But just chalking it up to that, I think, does his physical game a disservice. And, and what he's been able to do 
to be able to respond to those situations, uh, to be able to uh, insert himself in, into an environment and be able to react accordingly. And it's not just stopping the puck, but it's the uh, handovers behind the net. It's the communication with his defenseman uh, and his teammates. And then when things do go suddenly awry, be able to uh, lean on some uh, reflexes and reaction skills uh, where he's you have to as a net miner just make it up and and desperation <laughs> takes hold he's able to deliver on that uh, that side as well so uh, I'm I'm excited to to watch him play and uh, I'm sure uh, even though his heart rate uh, may not go above uh, 91 uh, during the course <laughs> of, of a game uh, and and mine's about 120 just tying up my skates so uh, it gives you uh, <laughs> an idea of the difference between uh, our, our two bodies but uh, I'm excited to see him go to work tonight and uh, and he, he's not a guy that gets uh, ruffled at all whether things are going great early on or great uh, uh, or, or a little bit sideways early on he's just got that ability to just be calm uh, out there so uh, that uh, that that will be uh, on the fun side of things tonight uh, the Oilers if they're going to keep this thing going got a road trip uh, out of the all-star break and they'll try to uh, add on to it tonight against the the Vegas Golden Knights 16 wins in a row like only three teams have ever done this mm-hmm. when 16 games in a row in the National Hockey League uh, you uh, are going to see history uh, attempted tonight uh, listen to it on the radio on Fox Sports Las Vegas watching ESPN plus as national game tonight uh, it is going to be a just uh, uh, an occasion uh, for for the uh, National Hockey League on this stage as uh, rehearsals uh, are uh, up and running in earnest at uh, at T-Mobile Arena as they get ready for for this one tonight. Make sure you're in your seat mm. tonight. Make sure you get there a little bit earlier because there's a lot going on around T-Mobile tonight. <laughs> I tried to get here a little bit earlier. You were there if, early today. Well, I, I was there early for sure, but I, I tried to get there even earlier than I usually get to the rink to see if maybe I could catch a glimpse of something. Uh, but I was I was I was too late, so uh, I'm going to have to be buckled into my seat uh, right right after, you know, r- right after warm up or whenever this this surprise may come. Have you ever been there when you've got a a, a good look at something that was going to happen, a rehearsal of, <laughs> of something big that was going to happen? I remember that the All Star Game in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, being on the air and watching some of the rehearsals by the musical acts. And being able to take some of that in, uh, which was cool. But I'm not sure uh, from the entertainment side of the Vegas Golden Knights that I've been in the building. I certainly didn't see it uh, on uh, opening night. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see any of the rehearsals prior yeah. to the slot machine or the raising of the banner and how they were going to do that. That was a uh, very, very uh, first look uh, for me. But have you ever seen uh, that? And, uh, and what was it? Yeah, I, I saw a couple of um, a couple of the pregame things that happened prior to uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final in year number one. Like I was in the building really early. Uh, the show at that time was was two to three, so it put me here in the building oh. really really early. So uh, it's been less uh, of an occasion now that we go four to six. But you know, early on the, the first couple of years, if there was a change of anything. When it came to kind of that, that pregame entertainment, uh, it was the second time that I would see it that night uh, as opposed to the first. Golden Knights got to be excited to get back at it tonight. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I well, I mean, you know, you kind of heard Mark Stone say it, right? Like, it's felt a little bit long in terms of this break. I, I think for this team, like they just they know what's around the corner, right? Like we we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Like playoff hockey is within sight at this point. You you can you can see the end of the season. You can see. Uh, what stands between you and, and intensity and playoff hockey and uh, a real chase for another Stanley Cup. And, and I think that that's something that this team is incredibly driven to do. You know, Edmonton is creeping up on Vegas and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But they've also won 16 games in a row to reel everybody in. Mm-hmm. What happens when they don't have the streak going? What kind of pace are they on because Los Angeles and and Edmonton have flipped right yeah uh, one was great to start uh, Los Angeles had the uh, unbelievable road winning streak uh, to, to go and Edmonton uh, stumbled out of the gate and had to make a coaching change and then things turned Edmonton got going Los Angeles fell off in January only three wins they make the coaching change and now they're they're pretty much dead even so I know that this could be a playoff preview between Vegas and Edmonton. If the playoff mm-hmm. started today at the the 50 game mark, uh, you would see them uh, matching up uh, in, in a first round. Uh, but Los Angeles is still right there. Do you have confidence that Los Angeles can challenge back to get into the mix for a top three seed in the Pacific Division, or is it now a battle between Vancouver? Vegas and Edmonton for those three seats. I'd, I'd like to say that I have faith in the Kings to bounce back that, you know, the firing of Todd McClellan kind of wakes this team up because I think they're too good and too talented of a hockey team to just kind of wither away to nothing to accept that they've fallen off a cliff and not show any fight back or, or pushback. But I, I just think that, you know, kind of to your, your further point about the Edmonton Oilers, like, yeah, they've won 16 in a row. What happens if they drop a couple? I, I don't think that, you know, they're going to go on another long or extended streak, but I, I don't think the rest of the year the Oilers are going to be mired in, like, an extended losing streak either. I, I I just think that the way that they finished last season, understanding that this is a team that takes some time to, to get going, and then once they do, it's, it's almost impossible to stop them. I, I don't know that the Oilers are going to slow down so much to allow the Los Angeles Kings back into it. So uh, to answer your question, I I don't know that I have a lot of faith in L.A. right now, and I do think it's a three-team race for the top of the Pacific Division. I don't know what Edmonton is going to be. (laughs) That's also fair. Vancouver should come back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I'm now willing to say, that they're they're a contender in, mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. They've they've earned that right. Are they uh, a 125 point team? 120 point team? No, I think that that comes back a little bit. Vegas, I know what what they are, and they're going to get healthier. Los Angeles will correct this course mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, I, I anticipate that they will be a hundred point team ish in and around there. I don't know what Edmonton is. Because what they're doing right now can't be maintained or shouldn't be able to be maintained. Mm-hmm. But they've also won 23 of the last 27, 
which is a pretty good sample size uh, <laughs> in, in the National Hockey League. And mm-hmm. they've responded to the ba- major changes. Now, Connor McDavid got healthy in there, too. Sure. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a major part. Uh, but uh, what they've done defensively has been the real eye-opener there. Uh, Edmonton will decide this thing from answering these questions more so than what uh, I think uh, like L.A. will get better. I think Vegas is very consistent, and, and Vancouver's got enough going right now that they, they, they should be taken seriously. We'll see what Edmonton can uh, can serve up as far as uh, which they certainly weren't the team that started the first 15 games, uh, but nobody's ever uh, done or one other team's done what they're trying to do tonight and win 17 in a row. So that tells you that they're in rarefied air uh, as well. Uh, we'll tee up our number two in the VGK Insider Show as we continue from T-Mobile Arena Studio 31 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Okay, are you out to get us, Chapman? Why? Why would you say that? Because that was way too long. What was too long? <laughs> Wallace, you know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the pause. Listen, it was like three seconds. Way too, too long. If that's too long, you've got problems, man. You've got to let the music marinate a little bit before we reintroduce Ryan. Why do you and cut yourself? the music so fast after? I don't cut it. It, it rejoins out because it has to be. Yeah, it's copyrighted music. Yeah, but he wouldn't have to cut it so fast if he just trimmed up the gap. Well, no, I the still clip. would. I would because any bar, any bit that plays over the show when you're talking, I have to cut out. So that's why it fades out so fast. For those at home wondering. There, there's an urgency when there's dead <laughs> air, and you're like, uh, uh, am I supposed to talk? There's no dead air. I mean, you know you know the, the throws back to you guys. Bruce Cassidy coming up ahead of the Oilers and the Golden Knights in Fox Sports Las Vegas.